Shanti lover, he kills it on karaoke, so I'd like to call him Karaoke King. <laughs> he, may, <laughs> he may not do it in public, but I know for sure he does it in the privacy of his own room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I connected to him on Instagram on lives that I used to do. I used to actually have Yes Girl Live as a show on Instagram every Wednesday night, and now I've transitioned to a podcast. That's where we connected. We met in the DMs. We had a FaceTime date, and it was game over our connection we realized we were conspirits of the past our souls knew each other so deeply so like innately beautifully and so our relationship has continued to grow and i feel so honored to announce him as one of the first males on my podcast and i would not have it any other way he's also the ceo of amavi luna which is launching and i'm so excited for him to share all the goodies he's gonna dive into what his mission is how it brought him to where he is today and we're gonna talk about reclaiming meaning Oof, sounds juicy already reclaiming meaning so without further ado Elijah Garcia, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for that introduction. That was like the ultimate, um, you are the ultimate hype girl, period. <laughs> so much more than that, obviously, but thank you for that. And I am so honored to be here and honored that you would have me. Um, so yeah, where do I begin? Just kind of dive into the story. Is that let's where we go? go. Yeah, let's start with the story. People want to know who is Elijah Garcia? Well, who was Elijah Garcia before Awakening the Oracle? And then how have you transitioned into this beautiful mm. life that you're now creating in Amaviluna? Right. Okay, yeah. Let me start off by saying, again, my name is Elijah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm currently you know, working as a professional intuitive. I'm a Jungian coach and I am the owner of At Awakening the Oracle on Instagram. But let's let's take it back. Like you said, let's take it back to where it first began and how I kind of, you know, transitioned into this, this space of um, oracular festivities, let's say. <laughs> so I like to say that my, my journey kind of began in a um, I believe the phrase is called like initiation with fire, <laughs> you know, that, that descent into the underworld, that, that common theme that we see in so many fairy tales and mythologies, especially when it comes to the sacred and the dark feminine. Um, 
And and so with me, I'm I'm gonna go all the way back to let's see. I'll, I'll say that my introduction to spirituality, it's you know I've always been very naturally inquisitive, naturally questioning of the things that I've I've been brought into religion, um, politics, people's beliefs, whatever it may be. I was just always super curious about why we believe the things that we did, you know, just like why. <laughs> I was searching for the why behind everything. And I began getting into angel cards around my like um, mid-teenage years. And for those of you who are aware of Doreen Virtue, she was my first introduction to, to this world, you know. I was obsessed with angelic communication. I thought it was such a beautiful world, and I still do. And um, it was a lighthearted way for me to really establish a connection with my higher power, with the higher power of my understanding at the time. And um, so I would, I like to say that's kind of how I got introduced to spirituality was the angel cards. That was, you know, kind of, I was just curious. I was like, oh, what are these? You know, this is, this is a pretty cool world. But the journey into personal development and transformation actually came as a result of some pretty debilitating experiences that I had in my, in my high school years. So it was, you know, I've always kind of had social anxiety and these, these kinds of um, mental challenges that I hadn't really, I guess you can say labeled at the time. I just knew it was really difficult for me to get up in front of a class and do a damn presentation, you know? <laughs> you and many of us in this yeah, world. Yeah, <laughs> it was not my thing. And, and it just, it got to the point like where it was extremely debilitating though in, in my junior year of high school. Like, you know, I, I remember even having months of anxiety that led up to that, you know, the first day of, of school. And once I actually got into like the classroom, I started having panic attacks. I was, you know, I had a very dark period of time. Oh my gosh, of like, you know, ditching class, hiding in the bathrooms leaving school and crying on a street somewhere on <laughs> somewhere in town just you know doing whatever I can to get away from that place and so long story short I, I dropped out of high school I was so overwhelmed by the anxiety at, at that point and I just I felt like I had no other option so I dropped out um, I continued my studies online finished it that way but because of that you know as a result of the the severe isolation, the disconnection from others, and even my family, like, I couldn't even eat at the dinner table with my family for a while. It was crazy to kind of look back and think about it. But I, I so yeah, I had become extremely isolated. And following, you know, that period, I, I kind of sunk into a, I didn't kind of, I sunk into a really deep, dark depression. Um, you know, it was it was lots of nights of crying of, and I I think of it as a complete loss of meaning because that's what it felt like. It felt like I had lost every reason to kind of you know live to go on, and it was during that time that I I believe I hit my my bottom. You know, like kind of my rock bottom. I remember one night my mom came into my room and she kind of found me having a bit of a breakdown. I was crying and I told her like the actual words came out of my mouth that I, I don't want to live anymore mm -hmm. you know like I don't want to be here anymore and I can I can imagine that it was difficult for any parent to you know hear that come out of their kid's mouth and it was difficult for me to even say that 
to admit that to myself, but it was, it was honest truth at that point in time, I couldn't do it anymore. And, so, but at the same time, it was a bit of a, there was a bit of a pif an epiphany that came, you know, as a result of that experience. And, you know, during that night, my parents did what they could. They took me to church. They had, you know, they had a um, really awesome healer pastor pray over me, which is great. I loved it. Uh, but, but it also, it showed me something because it was actually a really nice experience. It, it showed me that I was really searching for something numinous, mm. something spiritual that was really lacking in my life. And I hadn't necessarily found a form for that yet. You know, my, my spirituality hadn't necessarily taken form at that time. It was just a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of angels and, you know, a bunch of really lighthearted things, but I hadn't necessarily dug deep and um, kind of that descent into the underworld hadn't taken place yet, you know? So I, following, let, let's jump a little bit through time, not too far, but you know, it, the time's a little scattered because obviously it was very traumatic <laughs> that, that period. Um, but I know that I was, because of me owning mm -hmm. how much I didn't want to be here anymore, because of me like actually realizing that it also gave me a strength to stay, oddly enough, you know? And so I started looking into uh, more Hay House authors. I started listening to lots of podcasts at that time. They, or they still have a podcast, but, you know, it was very inspiring to kind of hear a lot of different teachers and experiences and stories. It really helped me so much. And I, I know I had a, a kind of a realization one day and it was a mix of a download and also having it reflected to me through a speaker. And it was basically, I can't come to the conclusion like, well, you know what, what if I can't go on anymore? What if I can't live anymore, but only as the person who I had become, you know, as my cat guys, he's, he's wanting attention. Um, <laughs> he's very much like me. He literally just like crawled on to Elijah right now right. and tried to like get in the podcast. He's like, Hey, I want to tell my story too. Cause he's been through oh. all of it with Elijah. Yeah. Right. He's like, no, let me tell y'all. No, he's been over here. <laughs> Aw, Stevie. We love you, Stevie. Right. Shout out to Stevie. Um, so yeah, I had, I had come to that point where I was like, well, maybe this is something more than just you know, the way my mind had interpreted it, you know, like, oh, I need, to, I can't be here anymore. Maybe there's something archetypal happening here, you know, with something universal that I think happens to all of us at some point in time where we realize we can no longer go as a person that we've been, but we don't know where we're going either. You know, there's not really any sight of who it is we can become. And so I was kind of stuck in that, um, between worlds moment I, I say you know being at the crossroads with Hecate the goddess Hecate okay. and that was the that was a turning point for me because then I dug even deeper <laughs> and I I became a let's say a personal development junkie and I just started reading every I, I feel like a lot of us who are in the play of spiritual life we go deep when we when we unlock that part of ourselves like we go deep hell yeah <laughs> and you have to i mean it's just like it's that it's that searching for meaning and nothing else brings that mm -hmm. other than being willing to 
dig into those, you know, that shadow, those, those unconscious kind of, um, I guess, barriers or, or something like that. But so I also got introduced around that time to Colette Baron-Reed, who, you know, is a fabulous mentor of mine. She's a world-renowned intuitive oracle expert, and I might be a little biased here, but she has the best oracle cards on the planet. Um, <laughs> I own two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, and she's millions of decks, but. Yeah, I have them all, just so you know. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> but I became really interested in, in her work, and it's funny because I kind of, I synchronistically got introduced to her, like just browsing the web. And I remember pulling her website up one day and she has like, you know, free cards that you can just pull um, any time of the day. She has a couple decks on there. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, let me pull one of these. I mean, this sounds fun. And I remember pulling one for the first time and thinking, yeah, like this is like, this is different. Um, I was used to the angel cards and the, you know, the very, the amazing beautiful high vibe messages but they're you know they're a bit different and pulling this card it was more like a smack to the face <laughs> you know and <laughs> and I was like hmm, not sure I'm vibing with this but it's cute and I actually I think I clicked off but I kept coming back I kept coming back anyway and there was something drawing me to her name like I was just like going over and I just felt like this magnetic pull towards her and so I started taking like every personal development freebie that she was offering and like getting into her work and um and then I and I, I of course kept using the cards and you know they're really actually helpful for me now present day me speaking it, it's obvious why I kept being pulled in, you know, because they really speak to the unconscious mind, even if you're not really sure at the time of what they, they're kind of talking about, it gets you, it gets to you at some, you know, level, <laughs> it does. And so I began using her cards, and I began using them in the way that she taught, which is as a personal transformation tool, you know, and as a way to kind of really dive into the shadow to do the deep inner work and she blends such a beautiful psycho-spiritual approach in her in her decks so that it really allowed me to look at the it allowed me to take my power back I think that's the easiest way to say it is that it allowed me to take my power back from that kind of um victim mentality I was in you know I started to see and take ownership of the stories that I was telling myself, the kind of beliefs and the behaviors that I was perpetuating that were keeping me in a state of disconnection, mm -hmm. isolation, and um, in that loss of meaning, you know, because the truth is that it, that was, I was staying there unconsciously, subconsciously, I wasn't choosing it, but there were those factors at play that I weren't aware of that I could, you know, take my power back from. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the cards, what they allowed me to do um, is they allowed me to stay more present. They gave me the ability to stay grounded in the 24 hours that were in front of me and, you know, ask, because this is pretty much how I start my day every day up until right now is what do I need to know today in order to stay in alignment with my highest good? 
So it became my repeat diet. That. Repeat that for people again. Just so oh, yeah, can hear yeah. it. Yeah. So I began every day with the question, what do I need to know today in order to stay in alignment with my highest good? And doing that, I began to access a, a higher consciousness, you know, a higher or my higher power. It was my way of creating a dialogue with spirit and getting that feedback of what it is that I need to do to stay grounded, stay focused and really keep on track with my highest path. And that was something that I needed because I didn't know what the hell was going on at that, you know, and, and all of that funk. So it gave me clarity. It gave me connection. It gave me that numinous quality that I was really seeking within that depression. You know, it gave, it restored meaning back into my life, basically. Um, and from there, it's just been, that. that's what led me here, basically, you know, was being in that really dark pit, um, in that descent into the underworld, kind of that rebirth that happens as a result. And wanting to really share that with others because what I found for me not only was you know the oracle cards and all the things that I did by myself that was really helpful but it was the stories that I heard there's something alchemical that happens when we hear someone else's story when we're in a space of someone who has been through something that we have been through where we become mirrors for each other. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this kind of identification that happens where we say, I, I, I feel that, like I've been where you've been. I, I am where you, you have been. And to see other people going through similar experiences and getting through it is what gave me the strength to get through it. It's what kind of cemented in all the work that I was doing, you know? I truly believe that transformation can't happen without community without you know our the connection that we have with each other here absolutely and right so so that's what kind of motivated me to be in this space where I you know I want to now bring this knowledge to others I want to share with people the same tools that have helped me I want to be transparent about the things that I've been through and most of all, I want to show people that there is, there's always hope. And I don't, I don't like saying that kind of, you know, phrase of everything happens for a reason. But what I do like saying is that within every experience and every challenge, every difficulty that we've been given, we always have the choice to make it mean something for us, to restore a deeper meaning you know into our lives and it's a choice you know you don't have to make it there was one point I didn't make it I wanted to you know sit and play my sad violin and you know yeah <laughs> sit in the dirty diaper um but there was a there was a point when I realized I have the power to make my story mean something different you know I can I can tell a story of empowerment of resilience of strength of empathy because you know with with depression for me came a um a deeper sense of that yes. you know it, it connects us to others in a in a different way when we're able to meet ourselves on that really dark place because then we just have a a more um 
empathetic and compassionate connection with those around us, you know, because we we know like we we've been there. So it just opens ourselves, opens ourselves up to um more of that compassion. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am just downloading so many beautiful messages as you are just throwing Ooh. down your experience. And the first thing I think of is as you're sharing the dark seed of the soul of the dark night of the soul that you have experienced and we experience that multiple times in our lives y'all or sometimes it's short periods of time sometimes they're very long extended periods of time but i think what i'm really hearing from you too that's a really great message for people who are listening is if you are in that place of darkness that there is there is a beautiful message there for you when you number one thing I heard you say is when I stop victimizing myself Mm -hmm. and what's what's really important about that is we can stay in those pits of self-loathing for a long time when we allow the ego to keep us there right and I know you can get into all of that when it comes to Jungian therapy yeah therapy (laughs) right so but what I think about when I think of victimization there's there's four levels of responsibility that we go through as humans there's level one which is just transferring responsibility there's there's no growth there there's acknowledging responsibility and then there's accepting Mm. responsibility and the ultimate is mastering responsibility and being in full responsible understanding that i am the one who co-created this experience because Mm. as a human we get to experience this journey of life so we can unravel the beauty in which we think we're separated from Mm. but we're not Mm. but we're not and so with you you were you removed yourself for victimization and then you asked for guidance and Mm. then just so happens by the nature of the divine it throws in your lap and puts you in the path of things that you are curious about, right? So we get to explore that curiosity, which you did. And then boom, you started to find your purpose. It felt weird at first, but you said, okay, well, even though it's weird, like there's something that I'm attracted to here, listen to that. Elijah is like proving to you that when you are in the depths and the deepest parts of the oceans and you feel like you're sinking and suffocating, like, Yes, that's scary. And yes, there are certain times where you get to reach out for professional help for that. Right. right. And yeah. asking for guidance is okay. And that's what I hear you finding in these Oracle cards and you just going deeper within yourself and even coming to a place where you reluctantly asked even your mother for help. Mm. And even that in itself is a humbling space of humility that we experience. Right. In knowing as a human that we need help because we're so taught that asking for help is weak. Asking for help makes you less than or makes you seem incompetent when really, as you said, in community, mm-hmm. that is how we are able to move through this. It's it's our, it's an innate need. And I think there's a lot of different leaders out there that teach us like the human needs, you know, shelter, water, community food like those kind of things right that are like our top needs and so you went into that with community you went into that with guidance with listening to yourself and uh allowing yourself to explore what that looks like for you so if you are in a place of that nature obviously you can reach out to 
Elijah or I, if it's really in a place where you're finding yourself in panic attacks, please, like, we encourage you to find and seek professional help for that as well. Yeah. Because we never want to lead you to these places where, like, yeah, embrace the darkness. Because, yeah, when, right? Because one thing about Elijah and I, we're not about positive toxicity here. Like, we right. omit that completely exactly and it, it's so true that you know at one point in time I wish like I had reached out a bit sooner and you know went to therapy I'm in therapy right now I'm a really proud Same. right like therapy is great it can be such an incredible tool for Alicia, I have I have therapy I have coaches I have healers yeah. I have shamans I have you my oracle <laughs> priestess like seriously like I literally have all the guidance I have my own angelic mm. and ancestral team that I access mm. and you have I mean you have to I'm a strong believer in like you said the community and through I'm like everyone I believe is their own self-healer self-expert you know all those great yes. things but there are times when we don't always have access to that because we're kind of seen through blinders and, you know, we, we just need help seeing above our yes. kind of e egoic self. So guides are something that we've always utilized throughout the beginning, beginning of time, you know, throughout mythology, it's, it's always a theme that's been present universally for us, you know? And so modern day, that looks like, um, it can look like a therapist. It can look like a psychiatrist. It can look like a shaman still, still take on those beautiful mystical qualities, but it's, it's a matter of finding what resonates for you and finding what works for you and just giving yourself permission to reach out, you know, and ask for that help. Yes, that part of self-discovery is so important. I talked about that in my last episode, obtaining self-mastery through self-discovery. Mm. And mm. I think that that's, that's where we start. We start with getting to know ourselves so well. And yeah. in those darkest times, it's really just an invitation for us to connect deeper. Because you mentioned how disconnected you were from yourself, that you you isolated, you know, and you, you mm -hmm. shut everything out when really it was it was like the prime time for you to go deeper within. And that's how you instinctively ended up going. <laughs> Right. And I, and I want to backtrack for a second, just yeah. because um, I know we were talking about the importance of, you know, asking and reaching out for help. And, you know, it was something that I struggled with for a really long time, because like you said, we, we kind of have this idea of what we've made that sort of experience mean for us, you know, like vulnerability means weakness, reaching out for help means that um, in my case, I'll just share my experience was that it meant that I had lost. If I had reached out, received help, it meant that I had lost because I wasn't able to do it myself. It meant that I wasn't a great spiritual person. <laughs> it meant that I wasn't this amazing healer. I made it mean a bunch of different things for myself. You know? And then that's when I realized, well, what if I made it mean something different? What if I wrote a whole new damn story, you know? regarding what, what it meant to reach out for help. So it's just, you know, I think it's about sitting with ourselves and, you know, asking ourselves, what am I making this mean? What else can I need to give you? You know? Yes. Yes. I just think that that is really like the juiciness of co-creating and going deep with ourselves. It is really an important place that we f forget to allow ourselves to be. Yeah, right. And so I think from this, this is like a really great entry point into talking about our, our topic, which is all about reclaiming meaning. Yes. And 
Yeah, it's actually the title of my website. I'm super excited. It's or it's like on the front page. It's Ooh. reclaiming meaning and live your personal myth. I thought it sounded cute, so I went with it. <laughs> and <laughs> of course, it has cute. We all yeah, about the cute, <laughs> right? My Virgo self has to have like it has to just sound perfect. Otherwise, I just won't. <laughs> but because that's what this whole story this my whole journey has been about is reclaiming meaning and reclaiming that sovereignty you know in in our life in my life so when I when I talk about reclaiming meaning what you know what does that mean and um you know there's there's a pivotal moment I think on everyone's personal transformation journey where we get to that point and again I call it the crossroads of Hecate and that's what that's what it's been called by many other people so explain that to us explain to us first yeah. the crosswords of uh crossroads of Hecate yeah so being at the crossroads with Hecate is that moment where our inner world and our outer world has conflicted because um we no longer can go on as who we've been, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've kind of lost the meaning we've, or we're searching for a deeper meaning. That person, that role that we've played has kind of like lost its juice. It's, <laughs> you've, you've kind of bored out of it and you're like, you know, there's something more mm-hmm. and you just don't know what it looks like yet, right? It's that place of liminality, which is what Hecate embodies. She's most prominently known as a goddess of liminality. She meets us at that space, at that threshold where we're journeying and kind of becoming something more, mm-hmm. you know, returning to our wholeness, I think is what it it's really about. And so the crossroads, it's it's when we're given that path, it's we're given or we're given the choice more accurately, more accurately to say, we can either continue down that one where we kind of know the results, we've, we're still going at the nine to five, whatever it may be, whatever the story is that we can continue down what we've always known, or we can venture off into the forest and into a different path. And I, I'm speaking about this because of a dream that I actually shared with you, Christina. And I, the way I see the forest is, you know, it's possibility, it's the unknown, it's the depths of the unconscious metaphorically. And it's really allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to do something different, knowing and accepting before we even venture into the forest that we might not know what we find. You know, we, accepting the unknown is really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Because when we're in there, you know, we might there's a bunch of things we can get bombarded by in a forest. There could be, you know, a snake that doesn't look too friendly. Or it could be a bear a lurking in the cave that you're yeah, walking by. Damn bear lurking in a cave. <laughs> there could be a magical witch, like, like in plenty of fairy tales and mytho- mythological stories, you know, something that bestows upon you a, a deeper knowledge. And um, so it's really, that's what it's about is choosing the path that you take and that's what being at the crossroads with Hecate offers us Mm. and it's just to kind of summarize it it's that pivotal moment where we um where we're in between worlds we don't know where we're going but we know that we don't want to go to where we've been right we want we want and so the way reclaiming meaning kind of plays into that it's because when we're at those crossroads you know Hecate has been depicted and in lots of many ways through lots of many stories and um, 
mythologies over time, but she's often shown as the triple goddess. And so she's shown in three forms. Usually there's like one facing forward. There's another face um, facing to like the, the left direction and then another face facing the right. I forget, let, not everyone can see me, so I'm like pointing, but <laughs> you get it. There's a head turning in each direction. <laughs> there's a face turning in each direction. And so there's an oracular type quality to this goddess too because she sees where we've been and she sees the experiences that we've accumulated up until this point. And so when we're at the crossroads, we're offered the choice to take our power back and reclaim meaning from the experiences that we've had. And this is often, <laughs> yes, but this is the point where we say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to continue being a victim. I'm going to continue carrying those resentments. Or it's the, it's the tipping point where we say, you know what, I'm going to reclaim the meaning from the experience. I'm going to make it mean something else for me. I'm going to tell a new story. And which is, which is big within personal development. We talk about it so often because we're, we're a product of the stories that we tell, right? And until we're willing to dig deep into the unconscious or venture into that forest, we're simply a product of our conditioning. We're kind of unconscious of the stories that we're telling. And the crossroads is a point and the um, opportunity we get to become aware of those stories and make them and choose the story we tell moving forward. Oh my gosh. I'm like mind blown, mic drop. Like that was so beautiful. How you circled back around from how we can take ourselves out of these places that we find ourselves that feel uncomfortable and find comfort in them through the unknown process. And I was thinking about when you reclaim meaning, finding your purpose in the unknown, I, I brought it even further back and I was like, well, how do you know? How do you know when you're creating that meaning? And it's when you become so clear again that you don't want to be where you have been yeah. in the darkness. And then, but it still serves its purpose. Like, don't get that twisted and think like, oh God, I don't want to go there. No, no, no. Like you don't run away from it anymore yeah. because you familiarize, you familiarize yourself with what lurks in the darkness and where what it feels like to be there. And so it's not about running away from it. It's about mm. facing it head on, allowing yourself to be there, but also understanding what lies on the other side and not having to know how or what or where it's going to transpire from, but just knowing that it is there. And so right. finding the the clarity, like we're all searching for purpose in life. All of us, mm -hmm. we all are constantly, you know, whether you're looking to substance abuse, whether you're looking to love, whether you're looking to, you know, food, like we all want purpose. We all are these like human beings that search for purpose when the true thing that we're searching for is already inside of us, mm -hmm. right? And that clarity we find when we allow ourselves to understand who we are and what we have experienced to be where we are right now. That is that is the beauty of life, of human experience and self-discovery. Like this is mm -hmm. this is everything that like I absolutely live by in my own life, right? Like it might not resonate with everyone, but absolutely there is truth when you hear things in repetition and you hear things all the time. Like you were saying, people talk about um 
you know, going in and uh, allowing yourself to be where you are and mm. exploring, you know, the, the, the dark side of where you've been, like all those things you hear in repetition because the repetition means that it actually works. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, because I think a, a key point that you've been making, which is so critical is is that radical acceptance right mm -hmm. and it's looking at where we've been looking at the stories that we've told about ourselves looking at the role that we've been been playing and not demonizing it or making it wrong but understanding the purpose that it served and understanding how it's um yeah how it served us up until this point you know it's saying thank you I needed that at the time, at the point, at, there was a time I needed to be a victim. I needed to be that kind of, in, in that space mm -hmm. in order to see and reach the, I guess, um, the, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I guess the higher aspects of the experience, you know? Mm -hmm. I needed to first radically accept where I was and where I, where I had been. Yeah, and know that that's, that's part of your story. That's yeah. part of your story. And like you're living proof of that, that where you have been is a true reflection of how you get to serve and support those who are going through what you're going through and can resonate because it's when we find those points of resonation with other people, again, that you build community, that you want mm -hmm. more, that you want to see and you see that it's possible. You see that it's possible. Right. I, I love that you said that where you see that it's possible. Yeah. yeah. And, oh my gosh. Oh goodness. I, I also wanted to just offer another kind of because something that I've come to believe just from my own experiences, um, is you know that not there's not one single person on this planet that that's broken. And I I want to explain, I want to, you know go a little bit deeper into that because a lot of people might get thrown off by that it's it's more like acknowledging both and mm. you know that we I can be that. i freaking right. love both and like the, right. that is like it's, my favorite it's like i'm messy but i'm also really beautiful like yeah I love yeah it's, it's, we it is because um it's our ego that creates the duality right and creates the or creates the separation um, the separation that says you know I'm either this or that but the truth is that we can be in a place of brokenness but also acknowledge that inside there is a part of us that has been that is unmoored that is untouchable that is indestructible and I, that's kind of the, the belief that really transformed everything for me too, is when I started realizing that it's like, oh, I can, I can tap into that. I can tune into that part of myself that, that is me, you know, it's, it's actually my true self. And, and I, I lost my train of thought, but that's kind of what I wanted. The point that I wanted to emphasize was, you know, knowing that none of us are broken, you know, we have access to that part of us that is infinite. Yes, multi-dimensional. Multi-dimensional. Multi yes, exactly. multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, magically, all those things. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy when you think about how we see things in black and white when we're looking from an ego perspective because we are such unexplainably 
beautifully productions of life like the way that our body just operates on itself and heals itself like when you cut when you get a cut like your body literally heals itself okay like we are just as amazing as the things that we see in mm. movies and pixar and like all these like different things that seem so unattainable but really we are that magic and so you're touching base on the fact that when you only see one or two like two two options you just have to add one more option and boom you're in possibility boom mm. you're out of ego you know what yeah. i mean yeah mm -hmm. for sure and i think we can even we can take it a little bit deeper as well into the into the story and rewriting your story because that's you know that's kind of at being at the crossroads it's not just rewriting your story it, i just remembered this so i wanted to include it but it's realizing that you're never the story in the first place mm. that you've simply been the pure awareness and not the narrator but the one hearing the narration Oh, and it's from that place that we really unlock the possibility and we restore our right to choose what we tell moving forward. Y'all, I'm just shaking my head over here. Like, I'm just shaking <laughs> my head at this wisdom, at this beautiful wisdom that we get access to. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Y'all, there were so many. Yes, my drop. So many nuggets in here. Um, okay, so if you were going to wrap up reclaiming meaning, what are what is it in like one to two sentences? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> reclaiming meaning in one to two sentences. Okay. It's I'm actually gonna take this from my website. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's rising above your story and choosing what you make your experiences mean for you mm. so that you can tell. The story that you choose moving forward yeah. it's restoring free choice restoring free choice reclaiming meaning is restoring free choice mm -hmm. reclaiming meaning is restoring free motherfucking choice y'all yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna like bleep out the cussing or can we no cuss? oh no. okay good mm -mm. this is raw baby i you take me as i am if y'all don't like it it's all good i understand but you ain't got to listen either <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, I drop a f bomb every now and then. So. <laughs> I've gotten much better, man. In college, I was bad, real, real bad. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> that's me right now. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, before we go, two more things. So we're gonna get into the last segment of this or that. Do you remember I used to do that oh on the show? Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! Yes. So we get okay. to play this or that, and then we'll talk about how we can connect with you and all the different things that you're creating and the things we're creating together oh. that we get to share with our audience. Um, so, all right. Do, 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 do. You ready for this or that? I'm so excited, yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> this is a silly one. Toilet paper or Clorox wipes during the pandemic? Toilet paper. <laughs> okay. okay, this is a weird one. A meowing dog or a barking cat? <laughs> oh God. A barking cat, I get, I mean, I'm like imagining Stevie barking now and I'm like, ew, I know. If he barks as much as he meows, it would not be long for me in this world. <laughs> so maybe you want a meowing dog. Yeah, let's go with the meowing dog. Cause Joe, 
I'm like attributing them to each of my pets and Joe would actually probably be, be very quiet. So let's go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, are you more aligned to your moon sign or your sun sign? Mm. I'd say I'm more aware of my sun sign. Okay. I think my, my, I'll give you guys my three, yes, three give real it quick, just an inside scoop, but it's Virgo sun, Aries moon, and Scorpio rising. And so I think I don't like to acknowledge how hot tempered I am is what it is, such as that Aries moon and that impulsivity. But I'm very aware of the fact that I put on it, like the way that I come off to other people can be Virgo, yes. Virgo-ish. And, 100. You know. <laughs> I can speak from experience. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aries is a little bit in the back. You got to really dig to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thankfully have not had to experience the Aries, the moon sign of Elijah. Thank God. And I hope I never have to. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it actually comes into play a lot in these types of things because it's not just the hot temperedness, it's no. the passion, right? Passion, and, yes. And I feel like it it really gives me room to even to like express myself because the Virgo wants to crawl and under the blankets and like hide. The Aries is what allows me to do this. He's like, get thing. your ass out of those covers and get up now. Right. We ain't like we playing. <laughs> it's like we got shit to do. Come on. <laughs> exactly exactly okay um fate or coincidence oh fate or coincidence mm -hmm. um fate absolutely yes yeah i agree okay uh late night movie or up early for brunch up early for brunch my ass goes to sleep by like nine o'clock <laughs> This is so her. true, y'all. This is so true. Yeah, she knows. When Elijah and I used to connect in the like very beginning, and I'd be like, okay, let's connect at this time. And for me as a mom, like I do a lot of my work after my son goes to bed. And so when we would try to connect, he's like, oh, girl, no, like I'm in bed by like 8 p.m. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Okay. How? Okay. Okay. Right. It helps that you're an hour ahead. <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. That doesn't line for us. Okay. Um, anime or Pixar? Oh, anime. Yes. What's your favorite anime? Uh, okay. I'm going to be basic and I'm going to say Naruto. But Okay. That's okay. Naruto's so good. Like, I, I was one of those people that heard so many good things about Naruto, so I didn't want to watch it. Sure. But then I was like, wait. I've literally never heard like one negative thing about Naruto like ever. So I was like, I have to do it. And my brother got into it. We got into it together. Then I started watching other animes. I'm still fairly new, but uh, my top, let's go with top two. I'm okay, let's go. Naruto. No, let's do top three, top three. Okay, yeah, top three. So Naruto, The Promised Neverland. Mm -hmm. I love that one, so good. And let's go with Death Note. Go with oh, Death I have not seen any of those three. Really? I haven't seen any of those three. And I'm also new to anime because my oh. partner loves anime. He's actually a DVD oh fan, so that's why I don't I don't even hate that you love not not what is it? What did you say again? The original Wait, Naruto? Yeah, Naruto. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one. Because that's like an original too, right? Like that's old yeah. school. Yeah. You have to. I'm yeah. serious if you don't we're Okay. Okay. I I will I will put that on my list. Right now we're really into um Oh my god, I'm slipping it. Attack on Titan. Oh, oh my God. I don't even, don't even get me started. Like I was traumatized after the ending of the first episode. 
<laughs> so I'm like slowly, slowly taking my sensitive ass through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for everybody who is a fan, I think the new season drops in January. Caleb just Ooh. sent me the uh, trailer for it. And so we're like itching at the edge of our seats to like watch it like fiends. So anyways, oh I never used God. to be an anime fan because of, for me, the narrative behind anime was like, I didn't want to be another nerdy Asian kid that watched mm. anime. I didn't want to fit the narrative. <laughs> and I would like see my brothers watching anime all the time. And I've always be like, I'd be so judgmental. I'd be like, oh my God, you're so weird. Like, you're just a typical, like, little Asian person. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that so jacked? Guys, see, ego, okay? It exists. The ego exists in God. me, through me. Doesn't matter how enlightened you are. However, I've moved past that. <laughs> right. And I have Even opened gross. my eyes to the beauty of what anime actually tells because it's really beautiful storytelling. Like, it is so oh deep. Oh my God. Ridiculous. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is yes. the main thing that, like, I, that's the, that's what drew me in was the storytelling 100. so masterful so beautiful yep. and every you guys everyone listening has to watch something one i know at least. try something try something yes. yeah another one of my favorites that i just watched last year was uh the full metal alchemist have you seen that one? Oh no send me um, that sounds interesting elijah you will freaking love full metal alchemist straight up oh, straight up oh my like God. you will love it the meaning everything of it about it is like it's literally probably like my top three mm. for sure okay oh. Um, my last one for you is Archangels or Goddesses. Sorry, Archangels, Goddesses. <laughs> goddesses, Goddesses, Yay! Goddesses, Goddesses. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. I just love, I mean, connecting with you is so fluid always. It's always been just like, you know, just hanging out with my bestie. I know. It feels like I, I literally get so nervous for most things, but. I'm I'm enjoying myself. I'm having the best time. <laughs> yes. I still will never forget the first time we FaceTimed and you're like, oh my God, I'm seriously fangirling right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna use Christina as you. And, and you're I, just And I felt amazing. the same way about you because I was like, oh my gosh, his work is so fabulous. He's got so much in-depth knowledge that he shares on Instagram. And I was like, I can't believe I'm connecting with someone who is so freaking powerful on social media it was so and good that's the beauty of social media right? yes yeah. it's so good so it does have its positives right oh yeah oh yeah all yeah. right babe so tell us new projects you're working on tell us about ama v luna that you are yeah. launching tell us about the website what services you offer all the things absolutely so um i'm in the final stages of launching the new redesigned website amaviluna.com so technically for those of you who are probably going to say i'm not pronouncing it right i'm pretty sure it's amavi or or something along those lines but when people started i'll give you a little bit of background to the name because i i love yes, that i love giving do. people background yes, we, want it. we want that that's the scorpio side of you that goes like deep like we got yeah deep. <laughs> i was just thinking about this the other day i was like literally everything you see on my website or in my life it means something to me like really deep down to the damn butterfly on my front mm, page you know, you know <laughs> what that says to me it's intentional you are yeah. so intentional it's so mm -hmm. beautiful Oh, thank you for reflecting that. I love you. <laughs> so Amavi Luna, um, or let's let's start with Amavi. It goes back to my early Instagram days. It was it was one of my first usernames. And 
I, the community that I had kind of, you know, been introduced to around that time and the friends that I had made through that initial Instagram account and started calling me a Mavi. And it was just something that happened. And it was something that I just grew so appreciative of. Like it just resonated so much. I loved it. And so that was that. That's Amavi is just a name that's, you know, grown close to me. And Luna is symbolic, or well, it's it literally means the moon in Latin. Both of these, both of these words are Latin. And the moon for me is really symbolic of the qualities that I hold really close to my heart, you know, the feminine principles of the universe, intuition, the goddess, the sub the unconscious mind, illumination, you know, all these really great numinous qualities to life. That's what's represented for me in the moon. And so I thought, why not combine the two? Amaviluna.com. And that's what I did. And so you can find me there. You can actually search me up right now and see some things. I, I wouldn't prefer that anyone do that. But <laughs> His Virgo ass, you want to say? I, I, I had to launch it the other day because I was on a phone with the, the GoDaddy employees and they're like, well, we're just going to launch it. They're like fixing it for me. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so it's published, but it's still in the works and I will put up a post when it's actually finalized and everything. But I'm going to be actually offering readings this time. You'll find my services listed. You will find... Um, I'm going to be incorporating coaching packages soon um, for, I know I said this at the beginning, but I'm a Jungian coach. So I, you know, incorporate a beautiful coaching framework that weaves together Jungian psychology, Eastern spirituality, neuroscience, and then also the oracular side of it, which is what I bring to the table, you know, bringing in the Oracle cards as tools, how we can go deeper, um, and you know, gain that dialogue to a you know to a higher consciousness or to our, to the higher power of our understanding. And um, so yeah, that'll be all up and running soon. And what else did I have to say? Oh yeah, that we got a workshop coming up as well, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> Do you want to introduce it? Yes. So we actually launched this. Um, in November, so this past month, because we wanted to really dive into the Scorpio energy of deep, dark, wounded self and really bring out the light of that experience. Um, and it's called the Shadow Work Intensive. And we both were called to, you know what, move it, move it forward, move it to a different time. And so we're actually going to relaunch the workshop for February 2nd, 2022. So 2-2-2022. Two, two, hey, yes. And I'm so excited for this, primarily because we are going to be, I'm just a quick teaser, we're going to be incorporating one of my favorite goddesses and um, how she kind of plays a you know, a, a role spiritually, or if you want to look at it at her and her story archetypally, we, we'll also dive into that and kind of how um, this archetypal ally within us can, can provide the space for, you know, that alchemization and that transformation as we dive into the, the darkness, the shadow. 
<laughs> yes. And so uh, we'll be launching that soon. If you follow us on Instagram, we're also going to be do magical Mondays. And so we'll be doing Oracle reads up, up, up until the, um, the actual launch of it. Uh, we have a landing page that's out that's going to come out this week as well as all the deets so if you're yeah. listening to this to in real time this is launching sometime in december of 2021 then you still have time <laughs> you yeah. still have time to access it so please follow um elijah he's at awakening.the.oracle on instagram and if you can follow me, I'm at Life Coach underscore Yes Girl Thrive. And we both will be promoting the beauty of the workshop launching very, very soon. Yeah. And also, I, I forgot this, but I just made a, a Facebook recently. And so you can also find me there if you're on it. It's at Amavi Luna. And I think the name on there is the Zillennial Oracle. <laughs> it's a cute little creep. Oh my gosh, so amazing. Well, Elijah, babe, you know how much I freaking love you and I appreciate you for shifting your day to be on the podcast and just sharing your time and your life and your story with my audience and your audience and whoever else is becoming part of our audience through this podcast. Uh, we are, I'm so grateful. Like indebtedly unconditionally love you i fucking love you you have no, this was the absolute best way to start my day and i'm mm -hmm. so grateful to you always, always just for being in my life and just for existing <laughs> thank you thank you yes 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 so again i'm honored awesome thank you so much all right everyone thank you so much for listening i am so appreciative whether you are here for the first time or you are a repeated listener just know that i am so grateful for your time your love and your energy it means so much to me that you spend time with me and my guests and that you take in what is resonating with you so feel free to comment here because i know spotify has a place to comment subscribe like share sharing 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 is so important if you love what we put down here the impactful conversations that we're having with one another and it resonates with you share it with a friend because again we're doing this because we want to help others we want to support others in their journeys in life and again just as elijah has talked about we can't do this life alone we're meant to be in community so you sharing helps us spread the word spread the love spread the energy and the growth that we are meant to have on this planet this timeline this dimension so thank you so much everyone as always be great vibe high and until next episode bye